Hey folks, sorry about last week. Lo siento. Last week was good, I think. This week... It was slow. I think the noodles. We got weighed down by Chinese noodles. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brawl and Cell Block 99. Yeah. We did Craig Zoller's follow-up to Bone Tomahawk, Brawl and Cell Block 99. I think it's S. Craig Zoller. He goes by one of those S. Then Craig. The good news is for Laugh Man and anybody else that decides to watch it, it's not nearly as horrifying as Bone Tomahawk. (laughs) It's... I mean, there's a lot of head stomping in this one. It's, it's a brutal fucking movie, but it's not. It's, it's s- not scalp him, shove it down his throat, turn him over, and cleave him open like a fucking piece of like a piece like of cattle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. This one's fun. I yeah. <laughs> for being so brutal. Yeah, I think like the thing. I guess there's layers for me. Like I don't want to watch movies that have too much to do with cannibalism because that's fucking horrible. Yeah. But like, this is just brutal. Yeah. In a sense that you expect it. Yeah. If you see the title, Brawl and Cell 99. Well, and like I said throughout the, the recording of today's show, you're pulling for Vince Vaughn. So any any brute force, you know, put on somebody else by him, you're in favor of That leg, though. I'll leave it. I'll leave it be. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it was a good one. The arm, the leg. It was a good movie. So-so show, to be honest. <laughs> We're kind of we're kind of sleepy well, through we this get, one. The thing about these, I'm telling you, these are not good for potting because we're so like staring at this. any other movie we've ever done. Yeah. Running Man barely fucking talked about it last week. It just happened to be on in the background. It's true. This fucking movie, you're everything around the ground. You don't know. Yeah. What what bone is about to be broken? Whose face is about to be scraped off? The best. The best <laughs> was the face sliding because I forgot about it and, and simultaneously we went. Oh! <laughs> Like this show for our listeners is going to be a lot of them just listening to us make noises. Oh, what's happening? And just quiet. What's that? No context. No context whatsoever. Oh, just yeah. This guy Craig X Craig Zoller. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm telling you, man. There are some demons and there's some. Just yeah. bad shit in that man's closet. I'll, uh, for the listeners. I want to make a rom-com. For the love of Pete. Yeah, a rom-com in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> just, just brutal, brutal murder and rape. Like his rom-com would his be rom-com like. His rom-com would end with rape. <laughs> a graphic. No one wants to see it rape. <laughs> oh, it'd be like that movie. What's that fucking movie? Oh. With the pinball machine? No, no. There's a mo- Gasper, No. Who's made a lot of famous films? I, I don't remember the name of the movie, but he he had a film at the Can Con Can Con I don't know Con at one of these big film festivals, and there's a scene where Monica Bellucci, who you might know, she was Mary Magdalene in Passion of the Christ, yeah. T- Tears yeah. of Tears of the she was in Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis. She was like the yeah. lady they were saving. Very pretty woman. You've shared irreversible. You talked about this movie during this when we once got on the subject of the. Stairwell rape scene from The Sopranos. Yes, it, it, but this was eleven minutes. <laughs> no, no music. Yeah, all the graphic, just anal rape in a fucking subway station like corridor, and it's you're just there eating popcorn. You just look over your neighbor like, "Who's this guy? Fucking think he is Craig Zales?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, and I remember when I read about it, I was like. They were like, people were just walking out. And I was like, of course they were. No, What human being that's yeah. not fucking Ted Bundy or sociopath 
yeah. would be able to sit through. I mean, I've seen, there's there's been rapes in films before. The first one I saw that ever scarred me was Rob Roy with mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, where his wife gets raped by Timothy Roth. And it's just like, ugh. I mean, just still think. Because it's like, you don't see that shit coming. No, no. You don't go to a th- movie yeah. and say, well, I heard there's a really good rape scene. <laughs> it's never fucking happened no. unless you're a sociopath, yeah. right? But like when you see that shit, you're like, oh man. And that was only like 30 seconds. Yeah. 11 minutes yeah. of like just, just the worst. That's too much. It's just too much. Yeah. But now to your point, Zoller would write a movie with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore as a rom-com. Yeah. And at the end of it, it just turns out it's all fake and that Jimmy Fallon wants to shove a dick in your butt. And that's yeah. the end of the movie. Him yeah. violently raping. Yeah, you see him force a gimp mask <laughs> on Drew Barrymore and it's like, oh no. Oh no, what's gonna happen? <laughs> it's like, you think it's, you think it's about to end. He proposes, the ring comes out. It was, oh! Yeah. And then when she's like looking <laughs> down at the ring, he just pops a gimp mask <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Not good. Greg Zeller, what the hell? That's so fucked up. Zeller, you got me again. I took a chance. It looked fun. It looked upbeat. Stop raping her. I'm so sorry. Just the visual of sitting for an hour and a half And it's been pleasant. It's been pleasant. You're surprised. Your Zoller's kind of blowing my mind here. He's yeah. made some... Bone Tomahawk was fucked up. There That's, was no human there, eating. There was no, no face skin st- getting ripped yeah, off. Yeah, this, this has been, been great. I didn't think he had it in a nice rom-com. Oh, no! No! <laughs> you see Drew Barrymore get dizzy and she looks at her wine glass and realize something was in it and then just get masked. <laughs> oh, no. And then, and then you realize there's 25 minutes left in the movie. Your date night. We have to leave. Why? Because something is coming, and neither of us needs to see it. We have to leave. We have to leave now. Just pretend the movie ended right when she said yes. That was it. Just pretend she's into the get mask, and it's a plus. It's a positive. And let's leave. Let's leave. Oh my God! The screen's back on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go. It's always the intro. (laughs) The screen. You're walking away from the screen. You hear a chainsaw. Go, 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 Start the car! Start the car! How is the movie? I don't want to talk about it. Good news is, I don't know. Oh, fuck. It's always the intros, man. No, 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 Must get going, must get going. This guy. And like you said, we watched the the preview for the new one we're going to watch with the same people from the last movie. Yeah. Add Mel Gibson. Yeah. And we know that we're going to sit there for an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the last 20 minutes, it's just, oh, 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 you're going to see like Mel Gibson, like shove a knife in someone's throat and then like finger it. (laughs) That's my thing now. Like when S. Craig Zoller writes a screenplay and presents it to someone, they're already thinking, all right. They just start turning pages. They don't even read the fucking script. We know, we know the writing's going to be good. All right, car chase, mm, got it, got it. That's pretty standard. Criminals. Oh, there we go. Butt fucking. <laughs> oh, and that's my Great, that's my character. <laughs> Seriously, when you get the script and you're the 
really is, who wrote this? Oh fuck, S. S. Zoller. <laughs> so just uh. tell me. I know I have to do an anal rape. How much screen time are we talking? When I do? Are, are we trying to break Gaspar Noe's record? Because I've seen it reversible. I'd rather. I saw that she eventually gets revenge on me with some sort of violent strap-on device at the end of the film. How long is that gonna be? Film like not screen time, like film time doing Because I don't know if I've got it in me to do like a day of rape roll reversal. Oh fuck me! Oh shit! Oh well. S. Craig Zoller. Anyways, enjoy Zellblog '99. It's worth watching. It's free on Amazon Prime if you have Prime. Yeah, watch it's, away. If you're, if you're too if you're too terrified to watch Bone Tomahawk, a I don't blame you, but. And B, you know, instead watch this one, because this one is much easier to get through. <laughs> and as for dragged on concrete, you know, nobody knows. We'll find out next week. So, enjoy the episode, and we'll see you for 64. Hello. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Sunday! Head on over to adamandeve.com for your dildo deal And your butthole pleasures! Enter promo code DPTOPOD at checkout receive 50% off any one item! What else do you get? You get three free adult DVDs! As well as one free mystery gift! How much is shipping? Shipping is free! Get out of here! adamandeve.com promo code DPTOPOD! Context. Even though the dog has recovered from his stroke, he still has this like fear to like let his head go to the side. So when you hold him, he like hooks <laughs> like a shrimp. You're, like he bends like his head. Like, I just felt so bad because you know Vi- Vivian's running over there, puppy, puppy, puppy. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't know what that is. Let's come away from there. <laughs> he seems to be improving with his new medicine. Okay. So time will tell. Okay. I just don't want you to get in this situation, because I've seen it, where people hang on too long, and they say, well, you know, th- these dogs are supposed to live till they're 15, and you're like, he might be nine, but do you want him to have six shitty years of painful life? No. Uh, Chris, when Kristen took him to the vet for his, because he just came from the vet, like, on Friday, like, he had his checkup. This is going to be trouble, isn't it? This, Go ahead and tell them what we're watching. We're watching. This is all your your idea. <laughs> Following up Bone Tomahawk with the same writer-director's follow-up film, Brawl and Cell Block 99. With Vince Vaughn. With Vince Vaughn. Ooh. Your dad's best bud out there in California. This he is, pled no contest to his... Uh, they dropped it from this is DUI a, to reckless driving. This is a good follow-up because this is a fun revenge movie where you're rooting for Vince Vaughn the whole way through. Okay. And the violence and the gore you eventually see is the kind that you're cheering for. Hey, it's the deputy from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Totally. I'll give you the backstory on it. He's a former uh, like street fighter slash boxer. He spent some time in the can. He's got some anger issues, some violence issues, but he's reformed and he's... He works for this tow truck company, but he's about to get laid off, and I'm fairly certain he eventually finds out that his wife or girlfriend is cheating on him. He kind of loses it. Goes full Rodney Tahoe. He ends up breaking some shit, and somehow or another he winds up in the can, because in 
there's like a criminal conspiracy where they hold his wife and his daughter hostage to get him to kill somebody in jail, which he doesn't want to do because he doesn't want to extend his sentence. Mm -hmm. But then he eventually sees like some shitty cell phone footage of his girlfriend and, and daughter being like held at knife point, so he has to. Oh, boy. And he eventually gets thrown into like deep, dark, scary, like you'll never get out of here jail because he's been too violent in the easy jail. It's called solitary confinement. Yeah, but it's not like that. You'll see. Okay. Don Johnson runs it, so you'll see Don Johnson. Don Johnson's in this. Yeah. Basically, you know, my dad wrote wrote around with Don Johnson. This is well. This is Tim Martin night. We should tell him about it because you know, uh, <laughs> which I have a um, sidebar mm-hmm. to that. They're moving back from California. Yeah, and I heard you better put some doors in your house. One hundred yards away, <laughs> they bought they bought a house in my. Neighborhood. In your parking lot. They're like right across the street. They are right across the street. Like you can like for the most part. You guys can get tin cans and some nylon rope and like talk through a can. It's uh my my quote has been <laughs> that uh, I said it and, and Leah was laughing pretty hard. I was like, Mom's gonna be here so hard. She's just gonna be here so fucking hard. What what will she have to sigh about? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, when she catches up in forty episodes, she'll be that'll be a, a real blow. She'll be she'll have lived here for a year by the time she catches up to this, and that'll she'll come over. She'll knock on the door about that one. Did you tell Brent about Cy? Yeah, I didn't have to. You do it on Facebooks. Um, Cy, and always with the ellipsis. Like, stop it! What the fuck? Anywho, um, yeah, they're they're moving back, but. He, Don Johnson filmed a movie in Barnesville, mm. and it was kind of like that, like, um, kind of like American Graffiti. I don't, I don't know the, he could tell you more about it, but it was kind of like American Graffiti. It was car-centric. Okay. Right? So, like, cars were a big part of the movie. And uh, Dad was really young, and he went down there, and he sees his car. He's standing next to it. This guy walks up. He's like, you want to take a ride? Which is fucking awkward in 2019. <laughs> hey, you like to get high? Yeah. <laughs> That's like 12. I don't even know. And uh, Dad was like, yeah, I'll get in the car with you, stranger, who might diddle my asshole. I'm not sure. But he gets in the car, and they, they ride around, and the guy drives off fast. And this, I don't remember what kind of car it was, but it was pretty fancy, muscle car. And then it just turns out it was Don Johnson who had said to my dad, how hop much, in the car. How much older is Don Johnson than your dad? Like 12 years? Like, what is he like yeah. This is like a 24-year-old Don Johnson? Yeah, he was very young. Very, very young. And nothing happened. According to my dad, <laughs> he only put in the tip. <laughs> and that was it. And then he, and it wasn't even my dad that said no. It was John that was like, this is, I feel wrong. I feel wrong about this. No, nothing happened that we know of or that he doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be boy raped, let it be Don Johnson. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's, your dad's like a nom vet. Like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Hey, don't worry about that time you got to ride around with Don Johnson. I don't talk about that. That's how you know he's some shit. The guys that come back from, you know, Don Johnson diddling and talk about it, you know they're full of it. It's the ones that are quiet, you know, saw some shit. Yeah, so this might be his his movie. He's got his best friend, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And Don Johnson's in it. So this came after Yeah, this Bone is the follow-up. Okay. And it's What's cool. the guy's name that made these movies? Uh, I forget. I can find out. We figured you would out. know. Um, 
It's funny, when I was watching interviews with the actors from Bone Tomahawk, and Patrick, what's his name, was like, you know, the, the great thing about this movie is you see stuff in this movie that you've never seen on oh, the screen before. Sorry. I, she She's the um, she's exorcist like, of... Yeah, exorcism Emily of Emily Rose. Rose. She's Dexter's wife. Dexter's, Dexter's sister. Dexter's sister. Yeah. yeah, she's she's okay. She's good at screaming. Yeah. Some people is. are like really good at like when they're acting, they're good at like one thing. From like from, Kurt Russell's face. Yeah. In any at, movie, and, and not a, just Bone Tomahawk. He's good at emoting. Yes, emoting and emotum Joe, but he's good at emoting. She's really good at screaming. So it's, it's talent. She, because she's not very pretty. She looks like a baseball mitt. She's no, don't I mean, don't. There's worse. But no, no. You're not I don't. I don't know her name. But if you've seen the ex, for those listening, the, the the main lead in the Exorcism of Emily Rose, and she's been in some other things, like you said, Dexter's sister. I know she's well, been. Well, she was actually Michael's Hall. Is his name Michael C. Hall? Then that Dexter's real name? I don't know. She was his wife in real life. Really? For a little while, for most of the Dexter series, but they got divorced. Like how she drives a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Do you remember when you were a kid? Did he's you ever? To, this is this is funny. He's actually literally about to beat up this car with his bare hands. Oh wow! Do you, I remember being a kid before I knew what the fuck, you know, was good and bad. Yeah, this is like the Mitsubishi Eclipse was like something this, you wanted to own. I, this, in my mind, this has always been the crown jewel of, of white white trash cars. Crown jewel. Crown or jewel. Crown jewel. <laughs> Either one. Because it could go either way. <laughs> so he's literally just beating a car up with his hands right he's now? He's mad at her, I think, because she, like, was turning tricks, and then she went straight and narrow when she and settled this is down his girlfriend? Him, and he found out that she's turning tricks again. Is that the mother like of that. his child? I don't think that they've had the kid yet. I don't remember the storyline. I've only watched it once, but... I gotta say, this is really tough for me to take seriously, because it's this <laughs> Vince Vaughn with a bald head. And a ripping a car. <laughs> he just took the hood <laughs> off the car. Oh, it's a Mitsubishi <laughs> Eclipse. I mean, they come off. They come off. He's punching the tires. <laughs> this is absurd. He's, he's mad at her, but he can't. He can't take it out on her, so he's taking it out he's on her. He's pulling car. out her headlights. This yeah. is, where's she at? She went inside. <laughs> <laughs> they, had a, they had a thing. They had a tiff. This is a this is a, just why not start early? This is a Mick Schmear moment, because you know Mick wouldn't hit a woman, but he would beat the shit out of her car. Yeah, but he wouldn't be able to get the hood off. No, he wouldn't get the hood off. He wouldn't even be able he, to he would, the headlight. He, <laughs> he would like uh, he, he would knock <laughs> off the the rearview mirror. The way mirror. you build it in the in the documentary is he and his girlfriend watch this movie on movie night. And then you eventually cut to her doing something to piss him off, and so he decides I'm gonna go be like Vince Vaughn and beat up the car, and he hits the he hits the driver window and his fist bounces off it, and he says "fart." That did not work like it did in the movie. I think I broke my hand. I can definitely see me. Shit. I broke something. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Call Rodney. Oh. I'm going to the ambulance. <laughs> I'm going to ambulance. <laughs> Call the ambulance. <laughs> oh. So anyway, we had a nice um, nice weekend there. I came out for the birthday party. Good that was fun. Funny. Nine L didn't ask who I was, <laughs> so that's that's an improvement. <laughs> she needed... I, I Maybe it was Kristen telling her parents, because I don't think her parents had met your sister before, and so they were like, so who is everybody exactly? Well, so. it was just her. Right, but they knew who you were. 
because they've you've, you've I've been around. Yeah, but they they hadn't met Emily before. Yeah, but they've known of her because my sister in law came to Emily's wedding. That's right. To help us watch the girls yes, a little bit. Yes, because she lives out there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, yeah, it was a good time though. I think, like I said, we got the the wow story, and <laughs> we don't need. To, I mean, it was just it was just funny because I know <laughs> she's five. Yeah, you know, your daughter doesn't really. It wasn't a slight. No. But when you were like, hey, guess what? And uh, next Saturday, Auntie Emily's going to come out and hang out with you. And Adelaide just, wow. <laughs> it was just the way it all went. Like, wow. That's so interesting. I can't wait. Can I leave now? <laughs> <laughs> what I was more upset about, we didn't get the kind of the MC treatment we got last year. It shows the growth, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, she's, she's I mean, she's aged a year. So. Well, I know, but it was just so much fun last year because every, every present was so exciting. Yeah. It didn't matter what it was. Well, and also as Albury, Albury's older now too, so she's more uh, capable of opening her own shit yeah. and responding. And I'm going to say this, I know this is not trying to be, both your daughters are beautiful. Albury is stunning. That hair, yeah. when it came down, it's yeah. like, she's the got, hell? She's got that Moana hair. The, she does have the Moana hair. But, Adelaide but, had the same hair but, until we cut it. to be fair, yeah, I know. You made her look like that from The uh, Professional. You made her look, what's Two, that movie? The Professional. Oh, yeah, but what's the actress? At, is Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. Yeah. Two things. I didn't choose the haircut. And B, Adelaide loves her haircut. No, that's fine. I'm not judging it. Everybody's laments the fact that she doesn't have the big, flowy, curly hair like Albert because they had the identical hair in just two different shades for the longest that time. That being said, she is like little Susan. Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh, she's it's got, just crazy. She's got my mom's toes, like the toenails and everything. It's everything. She's, it's facial. It's She's got her personality, <laughs> probably, from that age. <laughs> You know, she's got I'm a sweet, young. She's got a sweet tooth. <laughs> she loves sugar. <laughs> what I loved about I know we've talked about this on the pod, you spend money on the cake, and I, it's clear that you do. What well, was fucked up too, sidebar. I it was Mother's Day, of course. And uh, because we anticipated weather, Lee was like, let's just go. I wanna go. It's become a tradition. We'll just go to Mother's Day at Brent and Kristen's and celebrate Aubrey's birthday. <laughs> And I was like, are you sure that's what you want to do? She's like, yeah, I'm absolutely sure. V will have a good time. Emily wants to go. It'll be fun. So that's a good mom right there, falling on the sword of Mother's Day to go do something that's Especially when it's just like, like a make made-up holiday. Like, let's just, like, that like you said. That was my point in the text. Like, this holiday is, and Father's Day. No, I do want a blowjob on Father's Day. <laughs> but I can get one of those pretty much any day I ask for it. It's <laughs> not like a big deal. I said that one year. She's like, that's not a Father's Day kid. <laughs> It's like uh, Christmas and birthday. Well, and you know what's funny about that? Like, Thanksgiving still. So right? last year she's like, it's your first Father's Day. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, what do you want to do? And I was like, are we being honest with each other? She's like, yeah. I was like, I just want to lay on this couch all day. And somewhere between four and five, maybe get a blowy. Like, that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. I don't, I'm not asking you. I don't want any special dinners. I there's no love Popeyes. There's no, yeah, there's no, some point. There, and you can have it delivered. There's no work involved. I just want to do nothing. And for a one-hour period within that nothingness, <laughs> I would like you to give me a blowy. <laughs> that's it. And she's like, that's it? I was like, that is You don't want to spend time with your kid that made you a father? No, she's <laughs> nah, really she's... young. She'll be napping. We're going to be on the same schedule. Basically, what I want to do is be on the same schedule as her. She's not that fun yet. Yeah. So now, It probably wouldn't work now. 
But yeah, it's just a made up holiday. So we well, came out there. That's, that's always my vibe. Like this, these holidays, like pe- people are precious about them. But these are just card holidays. Like some a card company went like, hey, you know what we should do. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's never as a dad who's had them for five three years now. It's like it's not a huge deal to me what we do. I think typically on Father's Day we go to my parents' house because they have a pool in the neighborhood. Mm. And we you just, have a pool too, though. We do, but. We, we don't always go to it. Oh. It's a nice pool, though. I've been to your pool. It is. And, and if I'm being truthful, there's been some years where we didn't go because we were behind on HOA dues. Oh. And they won't let you in. Really? Yeah, they have... They're like, oh, you have, like, a card access pool? Yeah. And it's... So if you're behind on your dues, yeah, they don't they let you in? Pool, <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. fucked up thing about our HOA, the bylaws clearly state that they can't raise dues um, more than uh, every 15 months. And those motherfuckers, every time that fifteen month clock rolls around, like, yeah, we need to raise dues a little bit to help with the uh, help with the reserve. Yeah. Like, you guys just do this every time you have the opportunity to do it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with reserves or anything else. Well, of course, man. I mean, we know, you know what it is. If, if there's an, if there's an opportunity for them to raise reserves, they're gonna do it. When I moved in, it was like one fifteen. We're up to one fifty now, and my front yard still looks like shit. And That's why you'll it. never do it, and I'm not telling you to do it, but it would behoove you. Mm. To get on the board. Ugh. I know that you won't. I would only get on the board if I could like somehow now find out that they're all taking money and there's cash involved. Then I would get on the board. So you would get on the board if you thought you could... Uh, I would get on the board if I thought I could participate in the corruption. Yeah. And you, benefit you, if from you it. could be corrupt, you, yeah. would, you would do it. I yeah, get it. That's fine. I, feel I like said it. to you in a text before that I would love to plan a heist. Like, I'm not above anything. Well, we had a nice little hour back and forth about... If we could steal a safe and get away with it, but it, I well, first you gotta find the safe. The thing is, I, I'm not. Look, I break some laws. You know, I speed. Yeah. I uh, steal from Kroger. <laughs> not anymore, Leah. <laughs> there was that phase where there, you rode home with a forty. Right. I uh, <laughs> and that was a long, long, or was long. Was it a Bud Ice? No, it was always a twenty-two. Okay. It, it, but it was never. Like, I actually went even trashier than mm. Bud Ice. I went to Old English, Malt Liquors. I like OE. Or Schlitz Blue Bull, because that was what was pretty prevalent in the area that I was in at the time. Was it blue? Like, the, was the liquid blue? No, it's called Schlitz Blue Bull. Okay. It's just malt liquor. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm known to break some malt. But if I was going to steal from someone, it's like it's almost like I have to know that they stole it, too. Right. Like, I don't want to steal from someone that's like... I don't want to steal from someone that's got a family of four right. and worked honestly for their money. Right. But if, like, it was some shit bag... Like, we could knock over a card game run by the mob. Yeah, but I play at card games, so I don't want to, like, talk too much about that. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not trying to knock over any card game, but if it was, like, dirty money... Yeah. You know, a safe full of... Nazi gold that was hoarded by some dipshit yeah. nationalist. That'd be one well, thing. Like, I've always thought, like, if I found money like Llewellyn did in, in No Country for Old Men. Let's talk about this. I he mean, made so many mistakes. Well, yeah. First thing you do is go through it, it. Yeah. Get it out of the original briefcase. Yeah. And you need to fan through all the bundles to make sure there's not, you know, just copy paper mixed in. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's that much money. There's a sensor in there. Someone's There's gonna so keep... many mistakes. I love that film. But it's it's, every time I watch it, I'm like, it's damn like, it, Llewellyn. You it, had s- 
so many opportunities to do this right. Yeah. Why all, did you all keep you, that satchel? All, all, yeah. What's in the satchel? What's in the satchel? Keep it up and we'll take you in the back and screw, screw you. you. Big talk. I do that to Leah all the time. She always, she's mouthing off. Not in a bad way. Now it's not like an idiot. But she's like, she'll be like, D-d-d-d-d. I'm like, keep it up. Take you in the back and screw you. <laughs> and she's like, ooh, big talk. Big talk. But uh, yeah, like I don't. Yeah, you, you empty it out. Empty and, the fucking and briefcase. And you grab your wife and you hit the road and you just drive. Never come back. Yeah, you, you drive you far leave. If, if I found, what was it, a million in that movie? I think it was a million dollars. If you find a million dollars. Who's got a million fucking dollars sitting in the trunk of our car? I, our car? I, <laughs> I love the state of Georgia. Yeah. But if I found a million dollars. Gone. I'm uprooting for a pretty, not substantial, but for a period of time. Yeah. Because I'm just going to leave. And then, I'll, well, first thing I'll do is get it out of the fucking original satchel I found it in. Go through all the bills. Yeah. I would go right now to a FedEx store, buy one of the pins that you can determine if it's fake or not. Mm-hmm. And do that to everyone. Wait, Leah, this is legitimate million dollars. Now, she would be like, turn it in. <laughs> and I'd be like, No. Right, we'll turn in 10% of it to whatever church in whatever town we land in, but no. We'll, we'll tithe. I'll give 100000 of it. Hard no. <laughs> we're not even going to report this to the government. Forget about turning it in. We're not, we're not paying taxes. Do you think that thing's real, like in The Sopranos? I think it must be real. If you make a anything above $10,000... Um, yeah, ten thousand deposit. They report it. Is that yeah, real? Ten thousand is the cutoff for gifting and depositing. And that's that's because I wonder about it. Not that I've, I've made that playing cards, but I have a, a pretty decent stash of cash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, you know, would it would any bells go off if I was to put this in the bank? I, it, mind you, when I say substantial, it's nowhere close to ten thousand dollars. But you know, I do wonder. Yeah. You know, like, is it, is it going to cause I any think problems? I think that's the number, is mm-hmm. 10. I don't think that, I mean, it might not be exact. Which makes Carmella fucking stupid. She kept putting yeah. 9-9. 9900 I just can't stand that bitch. <laughs> I really can't. I watch a few. When I get nostalgic, I go back and I always find myself watching The Sopranos. Not nostalgic for the pod, just because I love the show. Yeah. And uh, I just can't stand the bitch. It's good. but that is just how good the writing is because I actually love the actress. I go back and watch Oz, and what's her name? Edie Falco. Yeah. I go back and watch Oz, and I'm like, man, I love it. I love her. You know, I love the actress. I love yeah. how good she is. Yeah. And that's how good she is, and how good the writing is. That you fucking can't stand Carmela. Maybe here's the other the the reverse of that, is that, you know, Leah's like I feel her. I understand her, and I'm like. As a woman, is it just because Tony always cheats? Is that it? Yeah. Is it because if it is, that's fine. But if it's solely based on his cheating, she knew exactly what she was getting into. Yeah. So it's like there's no mystery there. She's just a miserable human that, being. Then she does have that weird, weird uh, ceremonial. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, Hello. Yeah. No kidding. Sorry, sidetracked. Oh, by the way, I meant to talk to you about this. Let's just go totally totally off subject. The other day, Emily, without context, without context, has not heard the episode that we discussed this on. Okay. Asked me, do you know who this Emily uh, Rajakowski? Rajakowski? Yeah. 
She, I was like, yeah, we, me and Brent went back and forth about this on the podcast. And she's like, look at this Instagram post. And I was like, ugh, it was just awful. When I say you see ribs, now you're seeing like internal organs. Now yeah. her tits are still very nice. I'm yeah. not. I'm not here to say that her breasts are not lovely. Yeah. But I, I my point was made even clearer. That's uh, the. But that's the juxtaposition. The they 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 seem larger. You know. Nope. <laughs> it turned out. It turned into a whole another conversation. About, I was like, look, I'm not. She is inherently. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to argue that. Was she posing? Because I've said before, all the Instagram models they pose and suck in to enhance that. Look. I don't. What? And she's not sucking see, in. That's who she is. And then when you see them in a store eating a sandwich on the beach, you see belly rolls and stuff. No, this that chick was not sucking. We didn't need in. to get her in person. Let's get her here. That's the goal. <laughs> but I'm saying it just turned. I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then I was like, if I see ribs, and then Leah was like, you can see my ribs, and I was like, Leah. All right. Before I continue, <laughs> I could see Lee's ribs, mm-hmm. but it, I was like, it's different. You have meat there on your bones, but it just kind of flows, it flows down. It's not her meat. This is getting weird. <laughs> I'm just not going to tell a woman how to look. That's just me. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny. When we were at the party the other day, I, I, it was fleeting. I don't want you to think I was reflecting on it too hard. But there was a moment Kristen walked in, and I just kept thinking of that story you told where she was over the top banister talking down to the girls <laughs> while you were doing your business. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it just popped into my mind. I didn't spend much reflection on it. <laughs> there was also the time, and I told Kristen this at the party, where she was standing over near the, in the kitchen near the cake, and she's talking to people, and I think I was the only one that saw it, and she just kind of smelled her armpit. Yeah. And I, I was like, like... It's like a habit. I was like, what are you doing? And then she walked over. I was like, I saw that. I just did it. Just like, she's no, you didn't. And I was like, I did. I did see it. <laughs> but anyways, it was just funny. She's constantly concerned that she might stink. <laughs> it's just a thing. I'm, I'm, Why? I'm, I don't know. I'm always, I was like, don't worry about it. Even if you do, don't worry about it. Nobody cares. I, I mean, I would, I would, I wouldn't care if she did stink. I'd notice it, but I've never like I hugged her yeah. an hour before that. I didn't get any stink. No, no. I've got a friend, uh, a tattoo artist buddy, who never wears deodorant, and you can tell from a mile away. Like, is it like a? It's that very distinct. Body. No, no, what I'm saying is it like a choice he makes. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, he showers. He's clean, but like that very distinct armpit body odor smell. Yeah. Like it's coming from a mile away. Yeah. But over the years, you, it's like it's like if you had a friend who wears patchouli, you just be, you just get accustomed to like that's what they smell like. <laughs> when I'm hanging out with Dave, he's gonna have a scent. It smells like sadness and patchouli in here. <laughs> I'll tell you this: I would take either of those smells over someone who smelled like shit all day. Like you get somebody who's just like, eh, I don't wash my ass. I mean, I get it. People that do the whole, I won't wear deodorant because of the ingredients in deodorant. Okay. Yeah. So, but find an alternative. Yeah. Get yourself in a, get yourself like a peppermint essential oil, just something. Mm-hmm. But so, what's going on in the film here? Well, he's still not in jail. He's not in jail yet. I, so, I, I'm, some of it's coming back to me. He kind of tried to hit the straight and narrow. Didn't want to do any more. Like basically, like being muscle for somebody and this dude is like his best bud from years ago and he's basically muscle for the drug trade and that's how he ultimately gets in trouble and they're doing a deal with 
these Hispanic guys, somehow or another it goes south, and that's how he ends up in jail. And that's and because they know him, I think it's the Hispanic crew dudes that take his now pregnant girlfriend hostage. But you can see, like, he's driving a nice car, they live in a nice house, like, he's making good money from doing basically being muscle for, like, the local hillbilly mob. Yeah, well, the scene we were watching a few minutes ago, he covered up his nice car yeah. with camouflage. Yeah. What was that about? He's just hiding it. He's cautious. He doesn't mm-hmm. want anybody finding out where his house is, where his wife is, etc. because he's dealing with some, like, Colombians, like some shady cartel. Some unscrupulous characters. Yeah. And in more way, and somehow or another, that's how he ends up in jail and... They basically say, like, if you're in jail, you got to do this for us, and, and, and that's where some shit goes sideways for him. Excuse me. And he just has to purposely put himself deeper and deeper into the system to get to some guy that they want him to kill, which basically means if he, if he gets to so many stages of jail, he's never coming out. He basically has to come to terms with the fact he'll never see his wife or kid, but he'll keep him alive if he goes into, like, mega jail to kill somebody and by the time he gets there and that's Does anyone the, get their asshole cut open no no there's gore but it's campy gore like in an 80s way and it's and you're rooting for it because he's inflicting it on people who were fucking him over so when you do see like the foot stomping head smashing you're like yes fuck that guy <laughs> it's not it's not like ooh. it's like yeah fuck yeah cool I mean you still might go ah, but, you know <laughs> only time will tell because it's pretty gnarly <laughs> Well, pretty excited about it. Speaking of gnarly, you know, foot stomping gore, I told you at the party, I've turned a corner on John Bernthal. Yeah, The Punisher. I watched season one of The Punisher, and you remember Father Intentola, speaking of The Sopranos? Yeah. He plays a CIA covert ops director, and he's, uh, he's a bad guy, he's a criminal. He was smuggling heroin out of the Middle East and using uh, Marines to do it, and he's trying to, the whole plot line of the first season is him trying to go back and cover his tracks by killing lots of the marines and that's kind of where the punisher comes into play yada 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 hey keep an ear out for the chinese yeah. do i need to pause no uh maybe but, <clears throat> stand by anyways father Intentola eventually i forget his real name william rollins i think in the show eventually he gets just just brutally barehanded murdered by the Punisher and he's had it coming the whole season sorry spoilers if you haven't watched it he gets he gets punched a lot in the face (laughs) he gets the side of his face like bitten off by the Punisher like he bites and like rips and then he gets like stabbed repeatedly in the chest and throat and while he's there like like choking in his own blood then the Punisher thumbs his eyeballs and, and squishes him out it's brutal it wow. is brutal. This is not your uh, comic book Punisher. But it's just so funny. Like the I Father can't, Anton told I cannot <laughs> see like Carmella. I love your reggaeton. Bought it. <laughs> Who's here? Yep. Safe sense. AC on. The AC is blasting. Okay. We're recording, by the way. The AC is one hundred percent on. Are we recording? We are. That, that was, was good. That was good food. I agree. Outside the norm, we can leave that door open. Okay. It's outside the norm for us. <coughs> Something new. Thanks. I told you Goose is good. Thanks to Goo. He was working tonight, clearly. <laughs> I do want to try the spring rolls. This wasn't. the one thing I, we were lacking was something with some crunch yeah, texture. Yeah, it was all soft. I didn't think about it at the time. 
I was like, but when it got here and I was taking the tops off, I was like, damn, we went soft and soft. We yeah. went noodles with dumpling. Yeah. And again, those dumplings were just pot stickers. Like when I think of dumplings, I think of the big, like softball shaped things that have been twisted closed on the top. Hmm. And they're stuffed with like minced meat and vegetables. Those are dumplings too. Yeah. What we had, I've always called pot stickers. If the AC's really blowing, it's. You had a spicy meal. Okay. I'll give you. <laughs> the AC is on. I can hear it. Yeah. So, brawl and cell block 99. Some shit's about to go down. He's going to go to jail. It's not going to... It's a good movie. You have to explain it. I just didn't know where we were at in the film here. He's te- Are they, like, going down to retrieve some cocaine or something? Yeah, drugs or money. One or the other. It's all drugs and money. God, do you ever just... I just fantasize about finding money. Do you remember that scene well, that's in, the, what we were talking about in The Sopranos we, we where... where uh, What's his name? The guy with fucked up teeth. Bushimi. Yeah. You know, uh, the other Tony is walking right. down the road with his wife. Tony B. Tony B. Tony Blondetto. And some crooks are in a high-speed chase, and they throw the bag out the window. Yeah. And it's like full needles. of cash and yeah. drugs yeah. and needles. So, of course, he gets rid of the needles and the drugs, but... <sighs> Man. You know, I, I know it's out there. That's what bothers me the most. There's a briefcase with money in it. I don't know. Right if it's a, I don't know if it's a briefcase. I'm sure it is, but I'm saying like when you're driving down the road and you're just happenstance looking at the thing, a bag. Yeah. I'll tell you one that still bothers me, and it wasn't money. To give you an idea, I was driving up 85 North, headed back into the city before it turns into the 85 75 connector. And I look off in the right underneath the underpass, and it, it just clearly looked to me, and what had happened was someone just lost everything. Their bags, they, mm. they had had shit on top of their car, yeah, and it, everything came off. And as I'm driving by, the only thing I saw was a bag of baseball or softball bats. Mm. And I, could t- I saw one of the bats, I, don't, I can't remember the name brand now, but I was like, holy shit, that's a nice bat. It's like a $200 softball bat. Yeah. But because I'm on the freeway, I don't, like, just stop and pull <laughs> over, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now, I could have doubled back and turned on your emergencies. Yeah. But I didn't, and it still fucking bothers me. Because yeah, I was like, that's a, that was just one of the things. Yeah. And that, I, I saw multiple bats. Yeah. But they were, I think they were, uh, I can't remember the name of the brand. It's so popular. But anyways. Mizuno? No, that's baseball. They make softball stuff, too. But this is specifically a softball bat. Oh, okay. And uh, it just pisses me off to this day. This was like two years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. It would have been so simple for me to get off. Because the exit was right there. Yeah. For me to get off, get back on, turn around, Mm -hmm. and just put my emergencies on and ride up. and Maybe there's eight or nine $200 bats in there. You go to a pawn shop. Get 50 for them. Yeah. Yeah. and, And who knows... Because I'm telling you, someone is was driving north, mm-hmm. probably from Florida, from the looks of it, yeah. lost everything and <laughs> hadn't caught on yet. Yeah. Like, they got their shit knocked out. I don't know what was in those bags, but I was just like, Cash. fuck, what a lot. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Heroin. What a, heroin. What a lost opportunity. That's the real thing. It's like, you find a bunch of diamonds. It's like, all right, what do I do with these? Yeah. How do I, how do I go about turning this into money? When I was doing that. Ending up dead for it. When I was doing the gold buying thing. Which I've, I think I've discussed on the pod. Have I discussed it? Yeah, we're talking about yeah. the gold buys. 
these women at these dental offices would be like, oh, so you buy scrap gold. Do you also buy, like, jewelry gold? And I was like, yeah, we'll buy any gold. It doesn't mm. matter. He's like, oh, we'd love to have a little – maybe, like, next Sunday we can all come into work and we'll bring all the scrap metal we have, gold, and you, we'll do the same thing. And I was like, absolutely. So they show up. One of the ladies brings all this gold jewelry, but it still has stones in it, rubies, yeah. sapphires, yeah. diamonds. And I was like, I don't – we don't – pay for we're not experts in gemstones yeah we know what gold is and she's like I don't care just pay me the gold price and I was like I turned to the, the guy I was pretending to be at the time who had come with me mm-hmm. I was like what the fuck like, no, don't say anything just buy it pay the gold price <laughs> and I was like what do we do with these stones like, I don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> but I was I was like, what we're going to do you, is get some needle nose pliers. Yeah, and well of course of course but then like to your point I, I don't know what to fucking do with diamonds yeah. I don't live in Antwerp or Israel. I don't know what yeah, the fuck like, to do. Do you know any Jews? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do know some Jews, but I'm not certain I want to approach them. <laughs> like, you're Jewish, right? <laughs> so what do I do with this diamond? Do you, like, you're like, you're like, uh, you're like soft Jew. Like, I need, like, the guy with the curly sideburns. <laughs> you're Jewish. Do you know any of those kinds of Jews? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for your more mainstream, or I not mainstream. Some, I need someone who knows the thing or two about precious stones. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> And I don't want to go to, like, a Russian. <laughs> I'll go to a Russian Jew. <laughs> but, like, if, like, like a, a, a Nordic person, I don't mm-hmm. want... It's, yeah, it's, I'm not it's, doing that. But I, I, we didn't know what the fuck to do with these things. I, I don't even know... I, to be frank with you, I don't even remember what we did with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, the, you know, a handful of diamonds and rubies and sapphires, and I don't fucking know what to do with them. That's a shame. Because, like you said, if you go to a pawn shop, you're going to get 10% of the value. Yeah. Or reported. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who'd you rob these from? Anastasia? What the fuck? <laughs> this is a really big emerald. Sorry for a weird stop there. We lost recording for some reason. No, but we were talking about uh, No Country and how you what you do when you find a million dollars. And I 100%. Well, well, we're actually talking about gemstones, but we can continue. Right. Down well, on. I know. But earlier we were talking about finding money. Yeah. Like, it's a theme of the show. And I'm 100% on board with the idea. Like, you, you go. Like, you leave. Ski-daddle, man. Like, I would have to sell my home. I'd have, I'd have to figure that out. Just contact Leah. <laughs> She'll sell it. Yeah. It won't matter. Sell it. They'll wire you the money wherever you're at. That's the other problem, though. Now you got to get off the grid. Yeah. You can't be buying things with credit cards. Everything's got to be cash. part of that million-dollar cash. Yeah. In fact, I heard a really <clears throat> interesting... But terrible story about this guy that was accused of rape. He was on NPR, and he did, like, 16 years in prison, 16, 17 years in prison for a rape that he did not do. Like, they found out later with, you know, DNA evidence that it was not him. Mm. And he was talking about, of course, the impact and the things that, you know, happened to him in prison, which is kind of topical with tonight's film. Well, as I say, with this scene here, what you didn't – what you're about to see – He's doing this drug deal with these, you know, cartel guys, but they're killing cops, and he's not a cop killer. So he actually kills this dude, this Colombian dude. Because they're killing cops? Yeah, but in the process, since he's on their side of the shooting and he's holding a gun, he's going to get arrested for for that whole shootout. Sure. And, and get in all the cop-killing trouble, even though he's in the water the whole time. Yeah. And actually killed one of the bad guys. <clears throat> Well, anywho, what I was saying was the guy was saying, you know, they asked him at the end of this, like, 30-minute interview, 
you know, what would you do different? What what thing would you tell someone who might find themselves in the same situation of being falsely accused? Mm-hmm. And like he was like, the number one thing I would tell anybody is to pay with credit card, which is funny. But he's like, I know that most people tell you when you're on the run to pay with cash. If you're on the run, you've done something wrong or mm-hmm. you have something to hide or you're trying to hide. Yeah. But he's like, the reason I was blamed or I caught these charges was because I, I left no trace. Like, he was paying with cash for everything. So there was no way for them to say, like, I couldn't have been in this place. Yeah. Like, you're, you're telling me I was supposed to be at this QT at 745. Meanwhile, I was two hours away. Yeah. But because I never used a credit card because I thought, I don't want any credit card debt. Mm-hmm. He's like, now I, I don't pay cash for anything. Yeah. He's like, dude, it's like... No matter, I don't care if it's a two, like a twenty-five cent pack of gum. Mm. I run a credit card, so there's a a footprint that says I can't be anywhere but where I'm at. You see, I've thought before, like if I found money, and I wasn't, it's it's the kind of situation where I found it, and whatever the circumstances that need to be there for this to be the case, if I'm not worried about some scary motherfucker coming to look for it, like there's no tracer in it, it's just on the side of the road. It probably fell off a car. Like, kind of like what you're saying, like, it, it 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 fell out of the back of a truck and nobody's going to figure it out till they're long gone. I would, uh, I've always thought, like, what I would do is I would take it home and I would st- find somewhere to hide it. Mm-hmm. And I would continue to work and I would continue to pay my bills. But anything like groceries, fun yep. shit, it's just all coming come yeah. out of that cash pile. So I'm maintaining an income to pay bills but I'm not reporting this cool well, girl I just found. I, I know that this is never going to happen. To, well, I hope it does, but it's never going to. <laughs> but, you, of course, you would take some of it and start, you know, IRA accounts. Yeah. Things that will grow money over time. But we'd have to, I'd have to figure out a way to launder it. Because I'm not about to report it. No. Because it's found. And but I don't saying, know what the rules uh, are I'm, there. I'm saying you're not so poor that if you put 5K into an investment portfolio that someone would be like, oh, red flag. You're not that poor. They they might they might catch they might catch some attention. <laughs> okay, maybe. But I'm saying like you don't like you don't want to just sit like you, I completely understand. You would say I would take it and and buy the groceries and the small things and yeah. the vacations and all that stuff. But when if I'm it's not, just sitting in your closet, it's not accruing. It's not doing anything. No, that's true. It's only it's only it's only decreasing. That's true. But anything you buy, like an IRA, anything like that, if you ever get audited, it's like well, where'd this money come from? We can't trace this back to your I paychecks. sold something. Where's the receipt? I didn't. Who just said I don't have to have a receipt for something under ten thousand dollars? That's huh? true. I had also thought before too, like some some of what I might do is like like a power bill. I'm gonna go buy a money order. I'm gonna use the cash. There you go. I'm, I'm started doing money orders. <laughs> Sorry, is that illegal? You know. But I, would, I love the idea of you being interviewed by like a if they really started like a legitimate audit that you had to go to some office for, and you're just in there just no I just I like money orders like thought of it I thought about that before <laughs> if I ever got an IRS audit and they're like oh, we're gonna need to see all your receipts I'd be like <laughs> I don't keep receipts who fucking keep receipts what year are you living in 1985 there are no receipts. <laughs> We're going to need you to pull all this paperwork. There's no paperwork. <laughs> Here, here's my Chase login. That's it. <laughs> Have fun digging. What's this $191 check? Fuck, man, I don't know. That's from 2015. 
What's it say on the check? All right, well, I don't know. What else you got? Yeah. Like, that'd be the... I'd be the most frustrating, frustrating audit person for them. Oh, I know. That's why. I, that's I what nothing. I take a great deal of pleasure in knowing that. <laughs> it's like I have nothing. Like uh, Mr. Hickman's here, and I have no idea what's about to happen. So, did you bring your receipts with you today, Mr. Hickman? <laughs> <laughs> I chugged a beer in the parking lot. I still have that receipt. Kept that receipt. Do you want that receipt? It was two nineteen. It was a Foster's, so I thought I should keep that one. Is that pertinent to today's investigation, <laughs> or is that for next year? <laughs> Oh, boy. But, yeah, let's go find some cash, man. I'm all for it. I'd love to find money, especially a lot of it. That'd be great. Mm. Life-changing. I used to have this fascination, this belief that I would find Dutch Schultz's money. He was an old gangster during Prohibition, Mm. and apparently he buried a bunch of money while he was on the run in upstate New York, and I always had this fantasy that I would be the one to find it. But then you think, like, you find that money, it's like... Issued in 1915. Yeah. There's going to be questions. <laughs> Where did all of this come from? Like, yeah, I mean, I knew there would be a problem when, uh, you know, the, the yeah, grandmother yeah, disowned yeah. us, gave us all that money. Yeah. But it was from the night, it was issued in the 1950s before there were watermarks or even strips. Mm-hmm. So the bank was like, we have to keep this for like three days, send it to the Secret Service. And I was like, it's $300. Like, <laughs> it, I, I'm not, it's not a, Million dollars, yeah, just 300. Is it? Yeah, well, we have to go through the proper steps. Listen, if you'll just let me have this, then I'll show you where Jimmy Hoff is. <laughs> this is where this came from. There's more of it. He's <laughs> planning on like making regular trips, you know. I cut you in, cut you in. He doesn't smell bad, he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> that dude. Was shit out by a shark days after he died. There's, there's no finding Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, there's no there's no body buried <clears throat> no, somewhere. No, no. It'd be cool if it was, and someone found it, but it's it's not that dude. Well, yeah, like in the Sopranos scenario, you know, Tony B fucks up because he's he sort of shows his hand. Like clearly, he's got some money because you know all of a sudden he's wearing nice shoes. Like you don't do that. Yeah. If you find a ass load of money, it's it's business as usual. Nobody knows. But I think that's, like, it's, when guys like us talk about it, we always say, this is what we'll do. Like, we would be safe. We'd be quiet. We would put it away. Mm-hmm. You would only pay for certain. But, I mean, imagine the moment. Yeah. If you did have a bag of money yeah. thrown at your feet out of a car being chased in a high-speed chase by the cops. I mean, Really? I don't know what I would do. I would hope that this conversation would, and all the other conversations I've had with myself would yeah. come back. Like, don't be stupid. This is way too much money to hide in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try it anyway, though. Going the old Papillon route. <laughs> We're going to keister this. i got to be able to pay my way out of French Guiana. <laughs> the Papillon remake wasn't bad. Is that the one? With Charlie Hunnam. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I think was that on Amazon? Yeah, it is. I watched it uh, a couple weekends ago. It's not. It's not a bad remake. All right. So now he's checking into the old penitentiary. Yeah, he's going to jail, and things for him only get worse from here because he's being basically blackmailed into in furthering his sentence by killing someone in there. And when he refuses to do it because he just wants to do his time and get out and go see his wife and kid, that's when he eventually gets 
some cell phone footage of his wife being like held at knife point mm. and I think assaulted, maybe even raped. What's the story of the cross on the back of his head? I uh, I don't know. He's he's like a former boxer. Mm. He's he's actually really well liked by a lot of like the guards that liked him as a boxer, from what I remember. Got it. But the dude can <coughs> I don't want to talk about something unrelated. Um RBK, Rusty Balloon Knot, sent us a wonderful email. He did. Truly cemented his super fan status. From a hospital, no less. Yeah. Great timing with the jokes, too. The 555. Killed it. Yeah, killed it. Uh, But he mentioned something that I... Not even because I'm on this show, and this is our podcast, but Mm. something I would love to do even if we had never done this, (laughs) is to rent that wrestling ring. Yeah. And to do this for a hundredth show... Or whatever it may be, whatever whatever thing we're choosing to commemorate. Yeah, I think there's no better way than to rent the wrestling ring and put our version of, of Rodney Tahoe in the ring, Mick Schmear, yeah. a, a fancy Alan Bono with his one sing his singlet with one you know the Andre the Giant singlet. I think after episode sixty two, Alan's going to reevaluate whether or not he keeps. Mister Charleston will be uh, so fancy <laughs> Alan, fancy Alan Bono his. Yeah. His manager is Mr. Charleston. Mr. Charleston. <laughs> I purchased Fancy Allen down on Market Street. <laughs> he, he's white, but that was okay. He was a black leotard. <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a red robe with the bubblegum shrimp logo on the back of it, and he takes off like a boxer. <laughs> he's a walking advertisement for Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> I love how his because when I originally talked to him about being fancy Alan Bono and we were going to rent the ring I was like I, I imagine there's like some sequins on it like mm-hmm. that early 80s yeah. singlet not like Andre the Giant with just the straight black but like you know a little bit of decoration but now I'm like no nah, you gotta just put all things Charleston on that motherfucker <laughs> just one that just says she crap soup just just a patch <laughs> And USS then, but, Yorktown. <laughs> just, just a walking yelp. <laughs> and Mr. Charleston's there to tell everyone why he's wearing it. Oh, God. Every morning, every morning fabulous Alan Bono. Goes, it's fancy. Fancy. Goes down to the great beaches of folly to exercise. And I'm there to hold his feet as he does, as he struggles his way through 10 sit ups. Every morning we awake at 5 a.m. so that Fancy Allen can do his quarter mile run slash walk. <laughs> slash pace. <laughs> oh, God, it's so perfect. Sponsored by AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com backslash Charles. <laughs> oh, God, Fancy Allen Bono with his, with his manager, Mr. Charleston. It's funny, a friend of mine, I was, I met with a friend of mine today about some work stuff, and he was telling me that he and his wife are getting ready to go to New York for uh, a week, and he said when they get back from that, they're going to be in Atlanta for another week, and then they're going to go to Charleston, and I so, I was just like, it was on the tip of my tongue to just start making Charleston jokes, but then it occurred to me, well, this guy doesn't listen to my podcast, he have no frame of reference for all these horrible things that I, I my, my next impulse is to say, so I'm going to have to restrain myself here. 
and not make fun of Charleston at this particular moment. Yeah, because you don't know. They're not all fancy Alan Bono. Some of these people will probably take it real serious. <laughs> Are you talking about the birthplace of secession? <laughs> I don't know if you've had the opportunity, but I told you the next time Alan gives you the whole Atlanta's the sex trafficking capital of the world, or the country, whatever it is, that's when you can come back with, well, yeah, we learned from the best. We figured, you know, all the human trafficking that Charleston mm-hmm. did back in the day on Market Street was a good rule to follow. They just call this man an A minus because of his dick. Maybe so. Got a little weird there for a second. Yeah, like you, you get the sense like he's not. It's not going to be great, but he's in easy. To be fair for the listener, just to give you something, they had this man Vince Vaughn stripped down when he's getting checked in. Called orientation. Yeah. And the last thing they do, they make him drop his underwears, and the and the officer says he's an A minus. And I'm wondering like. Is that good? I think A minus is. Probably, I think I'd probably get like a like a C plus. So I I have a feeling A minus is pretty good. C plus. <laughs> it's more than I would have expected. <laughs> Fair on you. Good game. No, that's that's the that's the sad thing about his circumstances is like, because he did the right thing in the wrong situation, he's in like easy jail. Like you know, your his sentence is something like ten years. But it's better than life or something serious. And the plane is just like fucking ride the wave. But once he's on the inside, the wrong people get a hold of him and they're like, you, you got to go kill this dude. And he knows, like, oh, fuck, once I do that, I'm going in solitary. And then mm-hmm. if I fuck up more, they're going to send me down the hill to, like, the jail that's been there since the fucking 1800s. <laughs> you know, it's not a modern facility like this where you get a nice blue outfit. And, like, you go down there, you don't come out, kind of thing. <laughs> but he has to do it, keep his wife alive. And that's that's the bummer for him. But that's why when you eventually see all the face stomping, you're like, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, this is very similar films. Slow burn, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, they're good. Credit to the dude that wrote them. They're, they're good movies. <clears throat> Slow burn, though. Yeah, I mean, because if you're telling me that, that there's that kind of violence coming, well, yeah, it's like, <clears throat> it's bone tomahawk level violence, but you're kind of you're rooting for him, you're you're enjoying it, and huh. the difference, whereas the, the bone tomahawk violence is like, ooh, that's that's almost too real. This is campy in like a in like a Arnold Schwarzenegger '80s movie way, hmm. where it's like it's a little it's a little unrealistic, but not Running Man way. No, but like when you see like. The, like a head gets squished under his foot you can actually see like it's not a real head it's rubber like, mm. you, it's kind of campy in that way but like once the fighting starts like Vince Vaughn can we fast forward then he seems he seems like he's tough as nails in this movie because this is like really slow burn shit you don't, you don't like watching two men pace through uh, the prison hallways this movie's in two hours and fuck me this is like two hours and fifteen minutes this guy likes his long films yeah well I mean he's a good Good filmmaker. Let's get to. Let's get to. Okay, this is the guy that tells him you got to do some shit. He shows him the phone pictures. Let's see it. If you don't, you want to do that. You want to go there. Mm-hmm. We're jumping six minutes ahead, ladies and gentlemen. We've done this before. That's true. We jumped twenty minutes on Bone Tomahawk. Oh, God damn it! Don't tell me it's gonna freeze. Oh boy. What happened tonight? We had goose pasta. <laughs> yeah, pasta we- was. Noodles. Noodles. Goo, goose noodles. Hey, I know that guy. He was a. Uh, he was in uh, Ace Ventura. 
<laughs> he was the guy, the rich, the rich guy. They went to his house. He's got a yeah. He's got a uh, do not go in there. That's his house. Yes. He's got a very interesting name. I forget what it is. He's been in a lot of shit. He was he played Dracula in like an eighties Dracula movie. Really? Yeah. He's got a he's, he's got a very interesting accent. So there now he's kind of telling him. Yeah, since Vince Vaughn betrayed the the cartel dudes and fucked up that whole drug deal, you got to do some shit for us now while you're on the inside. And if you don't, we're gonna kill your wife and unborn baby. That was his girlfriend. Uh, potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Oh boy. Yeah, they've already roughed her up a good bit, but she's still alive. She's not screaming. She just screamed. <laughs> the sound's not on. It's true. If your dad bumps into Vince Vaughn again, you, sh- you should ask him about this movie. There's an abortionist from Korea. He works for my employer. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. I forgot that. They threaten, they threaten that. Like, they're going to... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's not... So, anyways... Sorry. Yeah. Oh. That's... We don't have to say it. <laughs> that, oh. So anyways, with that Noodles. threat, with that threat lingering, we won't say what the threat was. You'll have to watch the movie if you want to know. With that threat lingering, it's not only it's you're going to fuck the baby up basically before it's born. Like, or you can do some shit for us at the Red Leaf Detention Center. And that's where you, you don't want to get kind of like the cave in Bone Tomahawk. You don't want to go in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, in this film, you don't want to go to Red Leaf. There's no coming out of Red Leaf. <coughs> to, be, to be fair, no one's gonna no one's gonna eat your taint at Red Leaf. But, but still, you don't want to go. They're gonna shove your scalp <laughs> down your throat. Here's a funny idea. You know, we talk about uh, we talk about the like sort of like your 1980s film tropes being applied to like Native Americans, like the cool kids table and the reject kids table. You know. <laughs> like you know, you know the. Uh, oh damn it! I had a I had a great name, a great Indian name. Maybe I wrote it down. I think I did. I'll have to check my phone. But I like the idea of like doing a comedy bone tomahawk, where you show the troglodytes like around the campfire with mm-hmm. like people limbs eating like it's just meal time, and like one of them's giving shit to the other one. Like you asshole. <laughs> I was supposed. To, I said I wanted his balls, <laughs> and you just. You didn't even cook them. <laughs> you just swallowed them. <laughs> like Advil. So it's like the troglodyte version of... Of Kills Mini Bear. Of Kills Mini yeah. <laughs> Chief, I have a complaint. For the last three people we've eaten, I have gotten no genitals. And every time we do this, I say I want some genital meat. <laughs> fucking Dave... Dave the troglodyte <laughs> just pushes me out of the way and and takes whatever, you know, whatever's there and I'm sick of it. <laughs> if we don't make this shit right, I'm going to take these bones out of my throat and I'm going to go become part of society. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. I, I hear what you're saying. I like the genital meat too. I you know, I, I saw this coming. I do have some butt cheek for you. You want some butt cheek? I would love some butt cheeks. Thank you for offering. 
the back and forth. <laughs> I really wanted some balls. Yeah, like, I'll picture, settle. Picture Rob Cordry <laughs> in the troglodyte outfit. Like, I would love some butt cheek. Thank you for some butt cheek. Like Rob Cordry and, and Craig T. Robinson. I, I was thinking, what's his name from the league? Ruxin. <laughs> I would love some butt cheek. Thank you. It's the next best thing to what I actually want. <laughs> Do they eat all of them? Because you got to imagine when they're splaying him down the middle, you're cutting through some cock. There's some fight. Some oh, so now he's going to, in order to get into Red Leaf, he has to beat up some of the guards. Yeah, he's got to, he's, uh, he, yeah, basically to get deeper into the prison hole, he's got to, oh, and uh, you miss it in the dialogue, but this this big copy's fighting is a amateur boxer as well. So he's got some fight moves too. And he doesn't kill any of these cops, but he beats him up really badly. I'm pretty sure he breaks this guy's arm, and it's pretty gnarly when he does. Oh, boy. Oh! Oh! Okay. <laughs> but this this movie is kind of like an homage to, like, your old, like, Death Wish, Charles Bronson-era films that were kind of violent for the time, where you're, you're rooting for a violent guy. Here we go. Oh! Bones. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh. That's some arm bone. That came right through. That's a <laughs> fucking fracture. That is not... Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I think I think gruesome movies are going to soon become a fan favorite. <laughs> oh, my God. That, what do you call it when the bone comes through the skin? That's a compound that's, fracture. That's a compound. That is not good. That was a double compound. Woo, boy, that was gnarly. That, Vince Vaughn. Going to be funny watching Bridesmaids or uh, Wedding Crashers next time around. <laughs> Holy shit. So here's the question. If your wife and daughter's lives were being threatened, would you break someone's arm? Of course. But I don't have these skills. I, w- <laughs> I would attack a guardsman and just get my ass beat. Never get to red leaf. <laughs> You're crying and you're like, please just let me break your arm. I have to I have to hurt you so I can go to red leaf. Excuse me. That was boy, that was um disturbing. That was rough. Yeah, well I mean the good news is he you know, he doesn't he doesn't kill any of these guys because he does he's not a bad person. He just he needs to get to red leaf to kill somebody. Oh, Wow, that... Um, I do think, just to solidify his place in Redleaf, though, like, he's about to fuck some more dudes up. Because, <laughs> like, that's that's his first offense. That's not going to get you to Redleaf. He's got to get there now. So it's he's got to fuck more dudes up. I'm pretty sure that's coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel bad for people. Oh, that cop just whacked his own dude. Well. Ow, ow! Ooh. Oh, God, mace and then a nightstick to the head. To the face. And they're not going to be nice to you. These, you know, these are cops. These are cops and you just hurt one of their own. And now you've given them an excuse to go after you. So he's going to take some some kicks here, most likely. Oh, man. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, even you, on the heels of Bone Tomahawk, when we watched Running Man, you're like, I'm going to break trend here. I I liked my reactions last week. (laughs) If we watch enough, if we just start making a thing, we're going to watch some gruesome movies just for the Laugh Man's reactions. I don't do well with it, though. <laughs> when we did when we did Bone Tomahawk, I, I, no exaggeration, I had some nightmares, man. That was some serious shit. 
Yeah, Banks hasn't seen it before. I was <laughs> asking about it. And I was like, listen, just you know, watch it. It's a good movie, but fair warning, like it's just gonna stay with you. It doesn't go away. Like it's maybe four seconds of what that you see, but it's gonna stay in your face <laughs> for like a week. You watch it with the sound on. You hear the noises. Which I can't even imagine. Uh, <clears throat> I've it's listened. Stay with I've you. listened to the pod when you say that, and I'm like, I would not even. <laughs> I, I would. There's no amount of money. Yeah. Just, just visually seeing it, no sound was enough for me to never watch it again. If there was, if there's a soundtrack, and there is, if there, if I had heard the soundtrack to mm. that, I don't even know what I'd be dreaming. <laughs> I really, I really yeah. don't. Like it would be like, awful. Yeah, it's it's like anything else though. Like if you if you watched it enough times, like if you watched Bone Tomahawk over and over and over and over again, you'd get numb to it. Yeah. Like Kristen yeah. did that because she wanted to watch horror movies and she didn't want to be afraid of them, so she forced herself to watch The Exorcist like a lot, to basically just kind of get numb to the the fear of horror movies. No, nah, you've you've mentioned that. I just don't. I don't. I don't. There he is. Where's Don? Wow, he has. He's really old. Yeah. Well, he runs. He runs like scary SWAT team jail, Red Leaf, whatever this place is. Red Leaf. Yeah. Hold on, I got in this text. But yeah, I uh, I forgot about the arm breaking. <laughs> it, it went from just <sighs> chit chat to oh, okay, <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, noodles are coming up. <laughs> all right, that's a compound fracture. I mean, I, I've seen those happen in real life. Uh, like, I was watching the tournament, NCAA tournament, about, I guess it's been four or five years now, and this kid from Atlanta who was playing at Louisville at the time uh, broke his leg, and it was arguably the most gruesome injury I've ever seen happen live on television. And I... It's not that I have a weak stomach. Mm-hmm. But when it's like like a movie, okay, I'm not gonna lose it over a movie. Right. But when you see a young kid playing basketball, high, you know, college career. Yeah. The kind of thing where like the foot goes one way and the knee goes the other. This was worse. Yeah. The the the, the I, I don't know what the leg bone's called right here. Oh, you watch Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> it's the tibia. Yeah, that one. When his tibia, when he when he came down and landed, and the tibia literally exploded and shot through the skin on that, it's an injury so bad, because you know how TV is. They want to show. They're going to put that shit out there because they yeah. know people are going to want to watch it. Yeah. As fucked up as it is, they're going to show that shit. Yeah. When it's so bad, they won't run a replay, mm-hmm. and you just happen to see it live. You're like, oh my god. Even ESPN wouldn't show it. I mean, it was just awful. And when you see, the worst part was the reaction of the teammates and the yeah. people and the other team that was like, you know, ten feet away, and they're like instantly turning away, like, oh. So that was. I, there were lots of kids that broke bones when I played football, <coughs> rec league football, broken collarbones. That's always like they just always look so fucking miserable. Yeah, well, collarbones awful. Uh, broken shin bones. And I just remember thinking as a kid, like, seeing a kid my age on my team take a bad hit and the bone sticking out of the skin a little bit and he's got ambulances coming. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, like, I, I don't really like 
doing this <laughs> and just knowing that that's a possibility, like I'm out. Like yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't really get a whole lot of enjoyment from doing this. And like the the pussy in me is that like when I I used to play a lot of pickup basketball, and my ring finger on my left hand, I, I caught a pass and I just felt this just incredible pain and I looked down and this joint right here this nu- just above the knuckle the first little joint this was all the way back I mean mm. it was 90 degrees turned and in a panic yeah in a yeah in a panic not having you know any idea what I was doing and having fiery pain I just took it and popped it back in joint and the pain got exponentially worse sure and I remember, you know, in those days, you would say sub out or, like, someone else come in. I didn't say anything. I just literally walked out of the gym <laughs> to my car. I got my car. <laughs> Martin, where are you going? I have to cry alone. I cry alone. <laughs> Inside. I, I just went full Roddy Tahoe to my car and cried alone. I mean, it was, oh, yeah. and that's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. But now to this day, it's never been right. When I go to like, it's so funny because if I reach for something in the fridge and I misjudge and I like hit, you know, misgrab the milk, this finger. I mean, you can see it. Yeah, it still bends so horribly wrong. And it, like, I'm like, man, I'm never. This is gonna be like that forever. Like that, that's permanent damage. Yeah. But, but then when you, like you said, when you see somebody have a, an actual injury. Yeah. Like the one time we had a pickup football game, me and, me and some of my best friends. And TJ, a guy I love very much, ran this little route. And he wasn't looking, but he was running right at me. I was on the opposing team, as it were. And his momentum, I was like, I don't have to hit him. Mm. He's going to run into me, and that'll be bad enough. Yeah. But his momentum was so that I kind of, I, I won't say I hit him, but I caught him. And then with his momentum and my momentum, it just like we went up in the air and I brought, like he went down to the ground and my entire weight landed on him. And I, it was the only time I've ever heard it. I actually heard a bone explode. Mm. Like the pop of a collarbone is something you don't unforget. It's yeah. like, it was literally a pop. Yeah, it's like the sound of a car accident. Like what, kind of like what it actually sounds like. It yeah. stays with you. Yeah, exactly. But it yeah. was like when you know you're responsible for it too. I mean, you know, if you play a pickup tackle football game, things yeah. are probably going to happen eventually. Yeah. But I mean, just when I my full 215 pounds just landed on this man, and I heard the collarbone go. And then he's like, oh, fuck. He stands up. I broke my collarbone. I was like, yeah, I know. And then he darts for his car. And we're all going after him. And we couldn't catch up. And he got into his fucking manual five-speed Jeep Wrangler. Okay, his right arm. Yeah. It was the right collarbone that broke. You can shift with your left hand. Yeah, while you're driving with a broken... Uh, to this day, it's the most incredible <laughs> thing. He, dri- he drove 20 minutes to the hospital mm. with his left hand yeah. doing the shifting on a manual Jeep yeah. while he's just in agony trying to keep his arm up because the right collarbone is just shattered. Mm. Shattered. We should have talked about this during Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. I want to see if you recognize this fella here. Didn't get a good look well, at it. Hold on. Again. It's, they're in a dark hallway. Okay. And if you if you need help, I'll give you a a, a clue. Hold on. 
<sighs> this is a great pod. This is not. Oh, it's Smalls. Yeah, yeah. Smalls and Sandlot. Sandlot. He's been he's been in some good movies, man. He was in. Yeah. There's, he's in a movie called Brighton Boys, which coincidentally, he gets kind of in some trouble because he tries to get some dope. Mm. He just wants to smoke some, and yeah. the guy, it was who it, his drug dealer was the Mayhem guy from the auto insurance or the insurance. Oh, commercials? the guy from Oz. From Oz. Yeah. And the dude said, he's like, can I get $20 fronted? And he's like, I'm not giving you $20 because I don't want to track you down and kill you over $20. But I will give you two pounds because I'll kill you for two pounds. <laughs> See, his yeah. point was like, I'm not tracking you down for $20 if you don't pay me, but I will kill you over two pounds. Yeah. So that's what I'll give you. You can go make money and sell. So that's how the movie starts. But Smalls in that movie gets himself into a situation very similar where he has to, things go south because of the two pounds. <laughs> It's uh, it's probably good that you're not fully aware of what's going on here because they've purposely put him in a room where the toilet has been backed up for a long time. Oh boy! With doo doo, and there's no oh, windows. God. And so he's just in this this hot funk <laughs> shit room with a toilet he can't use. <laughs> and like they're gonna, they're gonna feed him in there. Like, like this is like this is. For all he knows, this is where he is for the next like, <laughs> twenty to life in the duty room. I mean, I know he beat up a cop, but come on, man, the duty room. Yeah, this is like this is like lunch. I said, <laughs> like I like I said, like this is like the troglodyte cave. You don't want to go. He said, "I can't eat in here. Toilets full of shit." And he just closed the door. <laughs> that is bad. Making up. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. You don't have to show me the toilet. What the fuck? I like in the background here. Hey, make a note. Prisoner doesn't want to eat in 56. <laughs> That's horrible. I can't eat in here, man. Toilet's full of <laughs> shit. Why? We, what? This guy that makes these movies. He's twisted. There's no doubt about it. Like he's not right in the head. Like, I just want to make a movie where you know you haven't seen something before. Like yeah, like a guy getting like split in half through the taint like a dead deer. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for making something no one's seen before. You're really, you're really Martin Scorsese over here. Oh. And to his credit, he's well liked and his movies have been marginally successful and they're good. It's they're well written. There he is. They're small. You can see him real well there. So tiny. He's out here in the yard, and I think what you end up finding out is they're they're trying to set him up to to kill somebody for them. Well, we know that. But you eventually find out they're just trying to get him somewhere to kill him. It's all bullshit. But he does, you know, just you know, spoiler alert for the listener, he does win. He I mean he he doesn't he doesn't make it, but he does win. <laughs> <laughs> he just ruined it for me. So he dies in here? I feel like he probably does yeah mm-hmm. but he does win he does win he does get well that's that's why i say when you get to the really gruesome shit you're like fuck those guys yes go is it Vince these Long. guys yeah is this go. guy Derek? that he just introduced himself said not fuck with these dudes yeah what's funny is that guy kind of looks like my brother-in-law a little bit that's why brother-in-law was hispanic and <laughs> talked sideways <laughs> But kind of. Kind of like that. <laughs> you know, a little bit. 
It's so tough, man. Because like the problem is, I know you want to watch these movies because mm-hmm. you want to see, you want to hear the reactions, <laughs> and I'm I'm here to serve. But it's so tough to, when you tell me about this shit. It's so tough for me not to like get sidetracked. I want to watch this movie now. Yeah, you know, I I know we're potting, but I want to watch it now. I want to like be into it. Oh, like you want to turn the sound on? Yeah, kind of. Because like right now, it's like I want to just talk about things, but I can't because we're over here watching this movie. We don't need to do that. We're using an avenue. But I'm saying, like, you understand what I'm saying. Don't call me a foreigner. <laughs> Last time I checked, the colors of the flag weren't red, white, and burrito. Well, there's a lot of people in this country that love that byline. <laughs> well, I mean, his whole thing is, I'm just here to start some shit. There's somebody, with, there's, he was given a name or something, there's somebody here that he's got to fucking kill. And to keep his unborn baby from getting fucked up, he's gonna he's gonna kill everybody. <laughs> the thing about this thing is that while I know it's brutal, eventually these these fight scenes are not very good. It's it's like imagine that's what I imagine Vince Vaughn would look like fighting. <laughs> well, I mean he's got he's got the form of a boxer. He's big and he's he's kind of clunky. And also, you know, sound sound makes a big difference too. Who are they shooting? They're shooting the guy on the ground, I think. Damn. But, like, just... The, the fights look bad with the sound off. Maybe we, just, maybe we just go back. If you watch the fight with the sound on, it's not as goofy looking. <laughs> Sorry, apologies to Lionsgate, whoever owns this. We're going to play some of your movie and podcast. Don't worry, our ten listeners aren't going to benefit in any way from it. Get the fuck out of my crazy brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's not helping. This is <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool, but I mean, <laughs> it's not that much better. Okay, well, potato, potato. So they shot the guy that was had the bell, barbell? He just took a barbell to the back and was like, no biggie. Well... <laughs> <laughs> See, they, they, they didn't shoot him. him. They, they shot, shot around him. him. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I mean, he's, he's like, his whole his whole priority here is to is to kill somebody. So, like, even though he's in jail, if you think about it, like, it's it's he's probably, like, one of the most liberated inmates there are. Like, he has one mission, and it's to make his stay there permanent and fuck everybody he wants to up in the process, and he's a former professional fighter, so he's really good at doing that. Where, why aren't the cops shooting this guy? Oh, because these cops... This is Red Leaf. The cops are kind of crooked. Okay. I, oh, bones oh, cracking. Bones cracking. Back breaking. Oh, that's not realistic. Bane did it to Batman. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a comic book movie. Well, this is a... This is a movie. It's something. Let's save sex for a minute. All right. So yeah, they bagged his head, and they're taking him to some undisclosed location within the jail. I do want to say, I love the idea of Rodney Tahoe, like, announcing, I've decided I'm going to start coming out to Godsmack I stand alone from now on. <laughs> I know I used to come out to Van Halen back in the day, but that shit's old news. <laughs> so is Godsmack, Rodney. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> and then like, you, cut, you know, cut to him coming out to the ring, like, as a special guest, you know, I stand alone. <laughs> he's just really into it. He steals the Steve Austin with the beers. 
She starts throwing beers and everybody. Like when I picture Rodney Tahoe, I picture like the white trashiest version of Brian Bosworth you can think of. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. That's a good comparison. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just the idea of having that ring and getting fancy Alan Bono <laughs> and having what we might think Schmer would look fancy like. Alan Bono, he is gonna fight the winner of the man bingo fight. <laughs> Yeah, if we do everything inappropriate, like we find two two little people yeah. to fight first. They're like the opening card. Yeah, we get Sean there with a vendor cart and hot tabs. Yeah, hot tabs for Sean. People are like, hey, is this event free to the public? Yeah, yeah. We got a guy walking around selling drinks and snacks. What's, he's selling uh, cake with no icing and uh, uh, cold hot dogs. And just burgers, not cheese. Yeah, burgers without cheese. Don't ask. Uh, and he's got hot tab. Is that like a cocktail? No. no it's just, just hot it's tab. A, it's, a, it's a faded pink can of tab. And we're keeping them in the car. But it's like August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what gets them nice and hot. Hot tab? Hot tab from a car? And then some just insane person's like, hey, can I get a burger, no cheese with a hot tab? Like, what the fuck? Somebody wants that? But you know Rusty Balloon Knot would be in. I'd love to see that dude in a singlet. That'd be funny. Fancy Alan Bono versus RBK. So that's what we do is just... We just pit the fans, against, the fans each against each other. I mean, we already fucking shit on them on the show. <laughs> so now we just get them in yeah, the ring we, together. We create a tournament. With, and, yeah, with a and, and Superfan Burke will be wearing his pink lingerie. He's the, he's pink the and card, lacy. He's the card girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Round one. <laughs> Oh, what a horrifying sight. <laughs> you got, like, moms walking up like, is this family? <laughs> this doesn't seem appropriate. There's a, there's a man over there wearing pink and lacy underwear. They're clearly women's. And heels. Yeah. Strutting around with, with rounds. I mean, what are, I mean, I mean my thing, like I said, with Banks, you definitely got to have the Lucha Libre. Yeah. He's got to have a mask. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll probably do a thing. You know, maybe not. I think Banks could probably be like that. The Hacksaw Jim Duggan character. Okay. Where he's like super American, mm. but all about the American trope. Yeah. Cliche. Yeah. Trope, by the way, is a real word, Rusty Balloon Knot. Have a look. But <laughs> that'll be the word of the day, trope. Uh, ooh. Safe sex real quick. Sorry about that. That was a call from the old wifey. I want to tell you something that we've missed here talking. As punishment for everything he's just done, they've just strapped him with... Uh, basically a belt that's got like a lot of electricity <laughs> running through it. Got it. And at any point, this is like you know, like they say, like you should, like you give your wife like vibrating underwear, and then at any point in the day, you can use the remote to get her off, and she won't know it's coming. And it's you know, that's like a that's like a pitch for like vibrators with remotes and shit. This is like that in a bad way. <laughs> He's got it's basically like a weightlifter's belt chained to his waist. With lots of electricity, like lots of pain, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna turn this on every once in a while." Okay. When especially we're gonna, you know, when you're peeing. Oh, and he's barefoot in a broken glass floor. Like when you're peeing, when you're shitting, we're gonna turn this thing on. <laughs> oh, and now they're gonna do it so he falls down on all this broken glass. Got it. So he's not barefoot though. No, but he's. It's got shoes. Yeah, it's rough. It's gonna be rough. I mean, it's not good. But this but anyways, is, what I was saying was a permanent restraint. You have you have the banks would be and it kind of aligns with his views currently. Mm-hmm. You have him as like Mr. America, Mr. America, but it's like Mr. Trump's America, right? It's like the yeah. modern day. Which I don't know if you saw. Um, 
really great day in sports about mm-hmm. four weeks ago. One of these uh, boxing matches that was on Friday Night Fights, uh, this 35-year-old professional boxer from Pennsylvania is going to be fighting this same-aged Mexican gentleman, and the dude decides to wear trunks that look like bricks and American flags, yeah. and the whole thing is like build the wall. Yeah, and it's like he's doing this just blatantly in this fight. I, I mean, I I don't really get his ass I, I, I don't understand it, and I, I don't understand because you might not have ever fought this guy, but you're a professional boxer. He's a professional boxer, mm. so you know there's a chance you can lose. You're not young. You're 35. Yeah, you, you've experienced losses. You've experienced loss in your career. You know how this goes. Why add any extra motivation to yeah. someone of Mexican descent by showboating the build the wall thing on your trunks? Yeah. Just to have that same guy pummel your ass <laughs> and make you look like a dipshit in Good. front of millions of people. Good. Oh, I, of course I loved it. But it was just like, Good. why give the added incentive? I don't understand why you did that. But that would be kind of like Banks's. He would be like Trump's America guy. Yeah. The, the, he'd have a MAGA hat and he'd come down in the ring, you know? I don't know who he'd fight. Which one of the... Ooh, who, ooh, super fan will we line Banks up again? Banks versus Brian would be a fun match. <laughs> Brian would be like super straight laced, you know, and he just comes down and like a... Re- like he's just going to work out. No wrestling outfit, <laughs> just like a Nike shirt yeah. and some workout pants. <laughs> <laughs> Paid a bill on the way to the ring. <laughs> Real white. <laughs> That's what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Paid off some debt on the way down. Made made several responsible decisions on the way down to the ring. Hugged a kid. I don't know. Just the most American nice thing. And here comes, like, the ridiculous American Mr. Banks coming down in the the (laughs) ass. All the while, both of them come out to the same song. The old Hulk Hogan. I am a real American. Yeah, but Banks' version is a dubstep. <laughs> He's vaping. <laughs> I don't want to derail you from the wrestling, but since you brought up Trump, I was going to say, you of all people must be must have been just giddy when his tax returns got revealed and he's just... All, all the money he's lost. Are you talking about the he lost like a billion dollars between eighty five and ninety four? Yeah, I wasn't giddy. It's like it's just something I already knew. I want to see what he's <laughs> worth now. Right, but if that's a, to me when that came, I was I, I only heard it in passing because I, I I'm still on the no news train and sure. I'm loving it. But there's a podcast I listen to where the closing five minutes is always like a new like a national news report. It's like a generic non biased national news report. And they briefly mentioned that story, and I was just like, "Oh, that's that's fun. Like that's probably good indicator that he's probably not worth shit now." Well, the the thing about what was more interesting than finding that, because again, that's not anything I didn't know. You can go on Dirty Money right now on Netflix Mm -hmm. and watch an entire documentary about how this guy is not, and nor has he ever been, the great businessman he claims to be. I mean, it's just. It's right there in front of you. Yeah. Just do your own research. You'll find out Donald Trump's just a fucking liar. He's not even the... When he was telling he was the greatest, you know, uh, real estate developer in, in Manhattan, he wasn't even in the top 10. Yeah. So I already knew that. I just want to know where he stands now. 
I want to see the actual tax return from like 2016, 17, 18. I thought it was funny. And you'll never see it. Yeah, no, you won't. Well, not, not anytime soon. Graham Norton was on the Stephen Colbert show, and they were touching on this a little bit. Colbert wanted to know what the you know the opinion of the Brits is, and and uh, they were talking about how his numbers are at an all time low. Like his, his approval rating is is like the lowest for any president in history as far as when they monitored it. And Graham Norton said, "Yeah, the thing is that I was like, why isn't it zero? <laughs> We've got to laugh." And they're like, "But he's like, but seriously, like, who are these? Who are these few? We're like, no, nope, he's still doing a great job. So, based on what? <laughs> they're out there, man. I'm telling you, it it's a it just is what it is now. It's like it, it would be funny if he wasn't the president, <laughs> but he is. Yeah, and like." SNL, I didn't see this skit. I saw the headline. They did the thing like, what would it take oh, yeah. for these right, and that for was these Republicans? Joke, nothing. nothing. It was like, like, what could he do that would they, make you they turn? Even what we've talked about on the show in the past, they even was like, what if he became a Muslim? And they were like, well, are we talking about the good Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Kate, Kate McKinnon, who's playing Lindsey Graham, is like, I guess I'd have to say Allah, Hillel, Akbar, President <laughs> Trump. <laughs> or Salam Alaikum, whatever. They steal our shit. It's possible. What's that? Burke, Burke pointed out that uh, you know they're making the Sopranos prequel. Well, what's the thing Burke and then, Superfan Burke told us about? Uh, I don't. You have the phone handy. My, oh, my phone's man. Using, they said it was fucking a. It was. He sent it to both of us. It's always possible that uh, you know all the listens we have are just from comedy writers who were borrowing our our ideas. Wouldn't be the word if I was. You know, if you're searching for material, go to a shitty podcast and see what they might have on them. I don't know. Wouldn't you be outraged though if like you turned on FX tomorrow and there was a preview for an all new show about a guy named Mick Smear? <laughs> oh, it was the Smirnoff commercial, and that would I'd kill myself <laughs> if someone took Mick Schmear from us. Yeah, I'd I'd kill them. And maybe myself. I don't know. Yeah, but I would it, go to Redleaf. It was yeah over Mick Smear. He said, "Have you seen the new Ted Danson Smirnoff commercial?" And That's I said, right. "Is he stealing TPTO material?" He said, "Sure as hell is." There's a Schmearnoff Schmearnoff debate. Mm. Schmear or Schmear. Mm. That's frustrating. Isn't that? I'm telling you, man. They're tip. They're tiptoeing. They're fucking stealing our shit. Well, we are time stamped, so that's a thing. Yeah, we always have proof. Yeah. But I don't know what good it would do. Nothing. Us. Nothing at all. We're just two two dingleberries in <laughs> Georgia with with no way to prove it was our joke. That's what I was gonna say before. Like if we if we do take the time to write an entire Schmear documentary, like even if it's like perfect and we write it <laughs> and it's just perfect, then what the fuck do we do? <laughs> We're going to need some capital. <laughs> That's all it really is. It's well, just capital. Yeah. And finding someone that knows how to shoot a film. And Well, then you got to also figure out a way to, like, get in the right room with the right people. Like, how do you... If we write something... Listen. If, I, if you, you write something that... If you write something that's really good, mm. and you really work to get in front of the right people, I have to believe it, things can work out. Okay. I mean, if you, if you think about it, I mean, plenty of... Amazing movie. It's, a, it's not an amazing movie, but what was it? Juno. Yeah. The one that, you know, was a huge hit. She was a nobody. The writer? Yeah. She yeah. was a nobody. She lived, like, lived in her car. Yeah. She writes this this screen... Um, what do you call it? Screenplay? Screenplay. She just had to get it in front of the right people. And once she did, boom. You write this movie with that cute girl that I can't remember her name. 
Elizabeth Page. Yeah, yeah. And boom, you got Juno winning Oscars. Lesbian. Oh, really? Did you know that? She came out on TV, like at an award show or something. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> I mean, good for other lesbians, but <laughs> from a male standpoint, it's a chink in the armor. Hard C. Hard C. <laughs> These are the guys that he fucks up. From what I remember, you know, he's got this, this electricity belt on, but he's been faking like he wedged something in between the sensors and his skin so it wouldn't fuck him up and everybody thinks that he's being like negatively affected every time they turn this button on but he's just faking so he can get them all in close and I'm fairly certain that this is the scene are we about to get some head smash where we see some serious brutal shit so who are these guys well maybe it's coming those all those Hispanic dudes work for the drug lord that he fucked over in that deal Got it. This has got to be the most coverage we've ever given a film. Yeah. Well, I mean, post Bone Tomahawk, if you tell me there's some crazy shit coming, I'm more inclined to watch it <laughs> and talk about it. <laughs> and Tomahawk about it. And Tom, oh. Welcome back to Bone Tomahawk Talk. <laughs> Tonight we're watching Brawl in Cell Block 49. <laughs> excuse me, 99. We're off by 50. Vince Vaughn's going to get an electricity belt. To the groin! It's just absurd. The whole thing is just absurd. Fast forward to some face smashing. We'll roll forward. I think this is when he figures out he can... Yeah, we'll go here. So he has since figured out that he can somehow or another uh, desensitize himself to this electricity. Got it. This is a slow show, man. <laughs> it's not It's not a bra- groundbreaking show. I, I, I think we started out hot. But I'll be honest, the pasta on pasta kind of did me in. Yeah, I'm tired in general, underslept, overdrank. Yep. (laughs) What did you really drink tonight? No, but I had some beers on on the birthday day. Mm. I had some beers yesterday because there's lots of beer left over. Mm. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to not drink it. It's (laughs) in my fridge. That's my problem too, man. It's like if we have a get-together, it's like other people that aren't alcoholics... We'll just be like, oh, don't worry about it. I left like half a bottle of vodka over there. It's not a big deal. Maybe I'll get it next time. And I'm like, mm, it's not going to be next time. Listen, like, you get all sweaty and shaky. Like, listen, it's like you're on the verge of turning into the Hulk. If you don't take this, I work. You don't want to see me when I only have a light buzz. It's like when Michael J. Fox only half turns into the wolf. Just to intimidate somebody. He's just the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take it away from me. And Boof's there. If it's in my house, I'll drink it. <laughs> Today. Today. Oh! <laughs> and then it cut to you and I'm like, hey, can you pull out a lemon for me? I'm going to make a twist. It's all super proper. Uh, Smalls, Smalls gets pretty fucked Oh, up. no. He fucks Smalls up? Well... It, again, boy, he makes Smalls look like a little bitch right there. He's, he's a little guy. But I tell you what, I mean, go home and watch this for realsies, like with the sound on. It's a good movie, and yeah, I mean, Smalls is kind of a Smalls is a bit of a cunt in this movie, so he's got it coming. Okay. <laughs> in fact, everybody is because what you basically find out is this: this prison is is on Team Cartel, and they're just they're just, oh. they're, they're just there to help them fuck up Vince Vaughn. Vince, really? Vince Vaughn's so, against everybody. Well, they, they said there's no guy by the name of the dude he's looking for in the, Right. Because he's not right. real. They, they wanted to get him to Red Leaf because the cartel dude's got access to Red Leaf so he can fuck Vince Vaughn up. Got it. 
Oh, smalls. Head squishy. <laughs> squishy head. <laughs> so smalls is dead. Is that? No way. That didn't kill him, did it? Yeah. That little what's head fun, smush? What's funny is this black dude was like, you killed him. And Vince Vaughn goes, I know what I did. They <laughs> <laughs> could not have killed that dude. That's a heavy door and stone. And he stuck his head all he's going to dart. And Vince Vaughn just car doored it. <laughs> squished his brain. You're killing me, Smalls. Car doored it. I know. I, I know. I sent it to you. Did you see the last season of Always Sunny? Yeah. When Mac beats those little kids. Yeah. <laughs> Mac and Charlie. Yeah. But Charlie's just dinging that kid with the car door. It's like a real street fight, but it's Always. adults and children. It's very good. <laughs> to this day, it was still. I have to say. The hardest I've laughed at a television show in as long as I can remember. Because it was just so, like, let's go do something about this. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then you say, like, hey, kid, where are we? <laughs> hey, you don't see it coming. <laughs> and credit to the, the, the writing on that show, I didn't see the final episode coming either. Oh, that wow. serious, you know, dance in the rain. It, so I'm in that group, as you well know, 90,000 like plus members. And I'm in that Always Sunny fan group. And it, it, it is a hard line between, like, Fans. people think that season 13 was the worst season ever. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. I don't think there's a bad season. I think there's episodes that are duddish, but never duds. Yeah. Uh, but then the hatred for that one episode. It's like the one time, and it's the longest-running sitcom in television history now. Yeah. It's the one time in that show where they did something... That was topical and really, really beautiful. Yeah, and unexpected. And unexpected, and they they gave Mac, like, they, they went from total la-la land to something, like, specifically awesome yeah. about his coming out. And the hatred for it, for, for the show, taking a risk. Yeah. It was a risk. Yeah. I mean, there's not, not a risk in the sense that, like, they're going to get fucking voted off or, right. or you know, whatever. But, like, I just don't get it. It's sunny in Philadelphia. You've been voted off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I went Survivor there. It's a little weird. Canceled is what I was trying to say. I, uh, I paused the film. Oh, just, boy. Just so you don't miss. Because now that he's loose, he's going to go back to cartel room. And this is... Kill the kill the light behind you so we can see the screen better. This is when the, the fucking up of the cartel... What is that guy hitting? A big stack of tires? Yeah, he's doing his tire kung fu. And these guys... I mean, this, this is why they wanted to get him to Redleaf. Because this dude with money and the cartel and all that, he's got pull. That's the main guy. Yeah. Eliazar or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I cannot <laughs> Vince Vaughn. <laughs> he just stands up. <laughs> so give us, I mean, I haven't seen this, so you have to talk through this. I'm enjoying this. All right. Well, Vince Vaughn's oh boy, loose. Is this it? Vince Vaughn's loose. He got the electricity belt off. Oh, boy. Here's There's the head squish. Uh, uh. And, you know, in this this group of guys in this, like, underground hangout area of... Red- uh, oh, oh, oh! What is... Oh! 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 That's so stupid. I know, that's, that's what I was saying. So it's, it's, not, it's not good gore. It's campy gore. For the listeners, Vince Vaughn just stomped on the back of a guy's head, mashed his face into the ground, and then well, he slid, slid it, it like he... for a wave. 
And then when he rolled him over, he had no face to <laughs> left. And that was the badass guy. That was the guy doing kung fu on the stack of tires. Like, if you can take him out, you can take anybody out. Oh my god, that was dumb. But the, the, oh, that was just <laughs> I forgot about the face sliding. That was good. We both at the same time. We should have, we should have. Oh, shit. I got just, we should have tried to harmonize and go, oh, at the same time. Oh, oh man. Ooh, an elbow to the spine. You think hurt somebody? I think so. The thing is, this guy, the guy sitting still because he knows, like, all he's got to do is, like, dial the phone and Vince Vaughn will lose his kid and his wife in the process. Well, why isn't he running over there? Oh, he's doing it because he's got one guy left, I guess. Yeah, maybe. The thing is, oh. Vince Vaughn does win. Like, he does win. Like you win. said, he wins, but he loses, the though. Girl, well, yeah, because he... Like I said, you don't get out of Red Leaf. This is, this is, uh... Why is he not hurrying over there? Oh! Oh! Shit! Was that a job? <laughs> Part of one. Commence the abortionist. This is, so, this is not good dialogue. <laughs> the, the great thing about this is this guy's thinking like, I just, I just, uh, fucked your life. <laughs> And you're not, and you can't do anything about it. And Vince Vaughn uh, is basically gonna be like, yeah, "Fuck you! I'm gonna, I'm gonna choke you to death." <laughs> that last, this head smash thing. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the jawbone. He like stomped on it. it his jawbone broke, and like part of it just fell out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't think that can happen in real life. <laughs> oh man! What's this fun is... about What's fun about this is this. This guy thinks that he's going to just be able to have a standoff with him and and not uh, not call off the you know the forced abortion basically. He's like, yeah, you're going to make a lot of noise though. <laughs> you're, it's not going to be me telling him to call it off. It's going to be you. I'm I'm going I'm going to slowly beat you to death <laughs> until you call it off. Oh man, that was the jawbone thing was ridiculous. We'll do this the other way. <laughs> oh shit! No no no! What's he about? It's your other leg. For the listener, Vince Vaughn just held this guy's leg up and like hammer punched his knee in the wrong direction. I just farted. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> is this the creep that visited me in jail? Oh fuck me, that was so bad. <laughs> I just went yeah, that was a bad injury. <laughs> he was injured. No. Oh, okay. Oh, now you're going to drag him by the bad knee. That's not cool. You know, this guy's at this point thinking like, shit, I probably, I really regret fucking with this guy. Like this, I lost $3 million on that drug deal, but, but I, I'm, I could have lived without it. This isn't, this isn't good. I guess what I'd be thinking, if I was that drug dealer, I'd be like, this wasn't worth $3 million. I really fucked up. He's got so many more millions. Oh my god. I'll tell them to release your wife. <laughs> I don't do well with leg breaks. Talk correct or get raped. Is <laughs> <laughs> what he just told. Oh my god. 
Oh, dude, that's terrible. They got her up in stirrups. Yeah, well, that was the whole threat. They were, gonna, And this guy's bummed out. He doesn't get to do it. No, no, the Korean guy's like, oh. <laughs> that was the whole threat. They needed Vince Vaughn to get here, and the threat was, we're going to force an abortion on your unborn baby, and then we're going to kill your wife, and we're going to mail you their parts. And he's like, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so now i got to start breaking cop arms. Talk correct and, or get raped. <laughs> i got to start breaking the arms of cops, and then i got to beat up inmates. i got to beat up more cops to get further into jail. And then when I get I'm going to squish Small's head in between the door. <laughs> and then I'm going to curb stomp three Latinos with no curb. I'm just going to use the floor. I'm going to drag their faces on the ground with my boot heel, this rip is, their face skin this off. This is absurd. This movie is absurd. Oh, my Don God. Don Johnson is not happy. <laughs> this is not the kind of shit he runs. Oh, oh, oh shit. Efficiently. He'll do it. Efficiently. He's an efficient killer. <laughs> Sorry, I just the way that life <laughs> Can you at least are you at least on board with the notion that this movie's not going to haunt you like Bone Tomahawk? No, did? I'm laughing through this one. This yeah. <laughs> It's brutal. It's violent. It's really fucking violent. It's cold. That's the thing about Ben Vaughn's Ben Vince Vaughn's um, like I just, his, I'm trying his to posture when he fights. Like it's very stiff and cold. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to find a way. Think about a way where I can adequately roll into an everyday conversation, <laughs> speak correctly, or get raped. <laughs> he will. Officially. I'll kill him. There's some guy laying on the floor. He will. Efficiently. <laughs> he will do it. Can you, can you please, <sighs> hey, set cap, can you please get me out of the cell? It smells like shit. It smells like shit. Is this all because we put you in the poo-poo cell? <laughs> oh, shit. Is there, like, something else coming? Well, I mean. Look at the, that's the abortionist. He's Korean. He's like 19. Yeah, he's into it. He's, he, well, I mean, they start him young over there. I guess. There's probably population control in Korea that we don't even know about. Well, at least North Korea. Yeah, I mean, this is the crux of the movie. You know, the whole deal is I will let your, I'll let your drug lord dude live with some, you know, busted up legs. But my girlfriend goes to my friend Gil's house. This is his dude that that got him in trouble, basically, because this is, the, this is his buddy behind the drugs. Uh, once he gets confirmation that she's okay, then he'll basically let them come and put his lights out. But has Gil got nefarious means to... No, Gil's a good guy. I gotta tell you, that the abortionist is very laid back. Yeah. Very calm, considering the situation. Also, they're driving like a 1998 Lincoln. How much money did this fucking drug lord have? This is something fun coming. Really? Yeah. I'm letting it quiet. Oh, boy. Oh, Audience, if you're watching boy. along, this is the hour and 59 minute mark. She wants the rifle. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they were on the verge of, a, of aborting her baby. So, yeah, she's mad. I love the music. Oh, shit. What is the music? She's a terrible shot. <clears throat> well... Either way. Jesus. All right, let's wrap it up. This, this has been... This has been this is absurd. A, this is... This is... Not, not our best this work. This is not the best episode. 
it's not quite over because I do I do feel like you know once once he hears that she's okay he's talked to her she's at his friend's house uh, that's he kills the drug lord dude and then basically basically you know he gets bum rushed by Don Johnson's dudes and they probably beat him to death you don't see it yeah and I, I have a feeling it ends with like some classical music or something something artsy that sounds right artsy way to fartsy go. well WFUCK <laughs> We gotta watch Aladdin next week, man. Aladdin's not available on a, on any sort of. Platform. We gotta find something then. These these, these movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Plus, I have to go. So. Oh boy. I just want to see. I mean, this is the drug lord, dude. And okay. He, he, oh, he's gonna stick something up his butt. No. Oh, I, I that is his thing. Head stomping. He is a big head stomper. <laughs> What's going on in there? I'm <laughs> executing Elisar. <laughs> Mr. Thomas for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I still have 25 seconds. <laughs> His whole body just went up. They say the head's always a little while alive, a little while long after it's been cut off. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what? What are you? the toilet hole. There's like a hole in the ground. He kicked his head off. Yeah. That's fucking absurd. There's probably, no way. I'm no. You could probably do that, dude. Zero chance. He stomped on the back of someone's neck long enough and broke the bones, and then just it, and then just you know gravity and weight. It could happen. It's possible. All right. WFUCK. Hopefully, this guy writes another movie so we can do it on the show <laughs> at some point. That's just absurd, man. Right on the show, we watch Brawl and Cell Block 99. <laughs> John Johnson's going to win in the end. Miami Part, Vice. Part two. Oh, he shot him right in the fucking head. Yeah. You didn't say he shot him in the head. I forgot. So he beat him to death. His yeah. head exploded. It was a mislead. That's how it ends? It was a mislead. You didn't want it to be spoiled. Got it. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, Craig Zoller. He's the guy that, that writes and directs these movies. He this guy was definitely diddle as a kid. Ooh, dragged across concrete. Well, that's exactly what he... Mel Gibson? And Vince Vaughn? What, is there a year tied to that? I don't see one. Shot Caller, Bad Frank. Oh, dude, we gotta watch every one of these. Anthony Hopkins is in one of his movies? Solace. What the fuck? Clint Eastwood? Well, I think it's settled. We have to watch... I want to see Dragged Across Concrete first. Yeah, it was directed by him, so that's that, that's his next movie. It's probably not available on. Oh, uh, come on! It's this year. Oh, it's new. Good. Yeah. Good. We can uh, we can rent it. We'll watch that next week. Gee, no. And I haven't seen it before, so I won't know. I won't be able to like warn you when the Mel bones Gibson, are about to break. Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn come back. That's gonna be a hit. That's gonna be a straight yeah, heavy just, hitter. We, we've never been able to do this on the show before. Let's watch the trailer. See what kind of sense we get at this. Well, okay. I, again, I do have to go. That's but. true. So <laughs> it's two detectives descend into the underworld and get more than they bargained for. Oh, God. There's no telling what's coming. I mean, between the violence... The violence of Bone Tomahawk. It's a Lionsgate. Oh, Don Johnson's back. They're all coming back. Mel Gibson with a mustache. Head stomping. More head stomping. God, it's, it makes me just nervous because I don't know what's coming. That's the thing about these movies. Like, now we know that we're going to have to sit with pretty good dialogue, well-known actors. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, everyone's back. 
What's wild, and and you know that it, if it's a 180 minute movie, oh. hour long, <laughs> the last 15 are gonna be <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He literally brings every single. He's like, this guy's the new fucking Tarantino. Yeah. Just bring back every actor I ever used in any movie. I mean, one can only hope that Kurt Russell makes an appearance. Jennifer Carpenter, that was her name. <clears throat> hey, look, the guy from Spawn. Don Johnson. Hey, I'm glad Spawn's doing something. And the same Lincoln Continental. I'm telling you, this guy. He, he kind of, his movies like this are kind of a nod to like violent movies from the 80s. Do you think? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. This is going to be. It's going to be fun because we all know what's coming. Do you suppose anyone gets dragged across concrete? I would think that it's coming. Because in Bone Tomahawk, you see a Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. And in Cell Block 99, I mean. It's pretty explanatory. Yeah. So chances are we're going to see some skin removed from the body. we got to wrap this up. WFUCK! 7.5. This show's been brought to you by Brown and Cell Block 99. <laughs> Try not to head stomp anybody on the way home tonight. <laughs> Um, up next, we got Sports with Skip and Dabber. And Gutsman. And Gutsman. Lyle. Stand alone. <laughs> I mean, as much as I would love to have one of those intros like we've been having, I do have.